not only do we have an obesity issue in this country, but we also have a mental health issue. I mean, you take the the rise of social media and the decrease in physical activity coupled, I mean, it's a recipe for disaster. Kids, humans were designed to move and we have become a very sedentary world. This is not your mother's middle age. No longer is waking up each day, living the wash, rinse, and repeat cycle acceptable. We have the life lessons, the relationships, the wins, and the losses with which to navigate to our highest self without hesitation and without fear leading the way. We have been there and done that, and so we have so much to offer the world and each other. So join me on this journey speaking to ordinary women doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs, and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind Podcast. Today, we are speaking with Kathleen Tully, and like everything else in my world, since surrendering to the nudges and the signs of you will be doing this podcast, Kathleen's name was sent to me via a friend who I only see in the summertime, and she sent me, I didn't even know she was listening to the podcast, and she sent me this name via Facebook Messenger, which I never look at, and she said, you have to introduce and interview this woman. And I said, okay. So I called Kathleen and the story she has, the work and the events leading up to this time that she's in right now are absolutely incredible and transformational for so many people. So welcome, Kathleen, to the Second Wind Podcast. Thank you, Wendy. I'm honored to be here and I'm not sure I deserve all the credit you just gave me, but appreciate it. And thank you for having me. You do because you're changing lives and you know, it's kind of a big deal. I'm just saying. (laughs) So let's start with you telling us who you are. Like you're a mom, go through all the cool things, the titles, give me some titles and then aha moment. So my most important and most valuable role is yes, I'm a mom. I have a a 19 year old son and a 16 year old daughter. I also am the, on my professional side, I'm the director, senior director of social purpose for Reebok International. I'm also the co-founder of the Bach Kids Program. I work closely on a few um, different boards, including World Federation of Sporting Goods, um, Physical Activity Committee, the, the Mass General Hospital Sp- Hospital for Children, and a few others that all kind of revolve around health and wellness and kind of follow my passion. Okay. So see people what I mean? That's a lot of stuff. That is a lot of stuff. And how you came to all this stuff is a great story. So let's ask you that question. Kathleen, can you tell us about your aha moment, the thing that drove you and put you into action for your second wind? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, you know, I was really truly just at the right place at the right time. So my husband and I lived overseas for many years. I was in the corporate finance world, real estate world, um, worked in the, you know, non-performing loans area the real estate investment trust world and what have you. We moved back from being overseas um, to have kids back in the Boston area. And I was diagnosed um, after 18 years working in finance. I actually had the 
unfortunate phone call one day, I was at work where my dermatologist called and said, yep, the biopsy came back and you have melanoma. I, I immediately kind of went into, you know, that dark spot. And I thought, you know, is this the end of life? Which it was definitely was not, but we'd like to go to those places. And I decided because of that, and also because of the downturn in the real estate market and the whole financial industry in 2008, that it, it would be a good time for me to be a stay-at-home mom. My kids were young and and I had that luxury of potentially doing that. So I decided to be a stay-at-home mom, which Wendy, it lasted for about two weeks. That's so incredible about your story. You yeah. didn't have time to like go grocery shopping more than twice, right? <laughs> be well, I came across the book Spark, which is written by Dr. John Rady, who's a professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School. And Dr. Rady talks about, in his book Spark, he's written seven different bestsellers on ADHD and kind of the impact that exercise has on the brain. And in his book, Spark, he talks about how if you exercise for 15 to 20 minutes at 60 to 80% of your heart rate, it has the same effect of taking Prozac or Ritalin. And I thought, geez, I mean, the book was so convincing. And the stories throughout the book about the studies he had done in Naperville, Illinois with kids and the impact it had on these kids, both academically, mentally, physically, everything. I thought, well, this is crazy. Like here I have a group of kids on my front lawn every morning before school, before the bus stop playing and having the time of their life. And then they're put on a bus and having to sit in school for eight hours. You know, why not create something? And at most elementary schools in my area didn't start till 8.30 or 9 a.m. And we know that elementary kids' schools, kids are up much earlier. So why not give them the opportunity to play and parents the opportunity to drop off their kids and go to work a little earlier. And so I went to the per- the superintendent. Person- wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you a question, Kathleen. Yeah. Because, so you read this book and you were like, wow, this is incredible stuff. And I'm watching these kids play. But what made you think that you should take that information you're learning and apply it to these kids on your front lawn? Like, was there, like, why? Because of the evidence in the book that proved the profound impact. I mean, Dr. Rady will tell you and that, you know, exercise is miracle growth for the brain. Like it will grow for the brain. Yeah, it is the best. And, you know, not only do we at that time, and we still do, not only do we have an obesity issue in this country, but we also have a mental health issue. I mean, you take the rise of social media and the decrease in physical activity coupled. I mean, it's a recipe for disaster. Kids, humans were designed to move and we have become a very sedentary world. Transportation, social media, schools really putting a, you know, priority on academics over health and wellness. It's led to a crisis. And I will tell you, you know, that we know that physical inactivity is the fourth leading risk factor for global mortality. It increases NCD, non-communicable diseases, you know, exponentially. And there's so much evidence on the positive impact that exercise has on us. And and you look at the stats and it's something like, don't quote me on this because it's not right, but it's around the area where I think currently and the World Health Organization, you can go to their website. I think it's 24% of adults are inactive worldwide. Adolescents? Wendy, guess what percent of adolescents are inactive? I mean, I'd like to think it's not that many. 30%? 82%. Okay. That's incredible. Yes. So if we have oh my gosh, 4% of adults that are inactive, but yet we have non-communicable diseases just on the increase with, you know, everything related to 
inactivity and poor eating. And when those adolescents are going to become adults, we're really in trouble. And then, we're so in trouble. Right. And then you take that with COVID, which has now created even more isolation. So to me, it's, you know, even back then I was like, geez, this is a no brainer. Like kids were meant to move. And Dr. Rady talks about Miracle Girl for the Brain and how these kids in Naperville, their test scores increased and they compared to the kids in Singapore on math and science and they were happier to go to school. And so, you know, there's so much evidence. So I went to the principal first. Did I answer your question? Well, yeah, but so this book basically sparked something in you that- <laughs> No pun intended. Yes. Exactly. exactly. But, but take this information and actually act on it. So that's part of the thing that we talk about in this podcast is, okay, you get inspired. Something happens. You read something, you hear something. And then a lot of us will, oh, let me go do the laundry or, oh, I've got to go do this or do that. And we forget about it. But you acted- on whatever this was that's intrigued you and and sparked your... I did. I really was driven by, I thought, you know what? There's an opportunity and here's the science behind it. And I'm home anyway. Yeah, I'm home anyway. Here's the science. Well, and even more importantly, Wendy, is that I actually found a couple moms who I knew were smarter than me and more detailed that also drank the Kool-Aid. Ah, okay. I, I remember sitting on the sidelines of the football, it was football practice or football game. And I said to the woman who was on the PTO with me and my friend, her, Sherry Levitz, who was a lawyer by training. I said, Sherry, what if we started a kid's program with kids running around and playing before school? You know, the evidence is there that they need this and that it would actually be a benefit. We could just do it at our local school. She kind of hemmed and hawed. And then she said, yeah, actually, it's a good idea. And then there was another woman, Jennifer Lawrence, also on the PTO, who, you know, very smart in the finance world. And she was like, yeah, I think we could do something like this too. So you know, I had the idea, but it was actually those two that had the brains and the details that, you know, yeah, let's put together a proposal. Let's, you know, see if we can pass this by the principal. So we went to the principal and the principal at the time said, nope, too much on our plate, which, you know, Wendy, I actually take no as a yes. It's just the beginning of it. Oh, do you? Because a lot of people would be like, well, you know, we'll just have them play out in the lawn and we'll just do our own thing. But because of that, taking no as a yes. Yeah. Uh -uh -uh. You'll see me again. So we went to the superintendent, which we did know that he was involved with triathlons. And, you know, so we knew he he also was a fan of exercise. And we knew that the, you know, resources at the school were limited. So we had something that we could provide that was free and a resource for everybody. We went to the principal and we pit, or the superintendent and we pitched him and said, we'd really like to, you know, offer this program. And he said, look, you can promise me that it's not going to be a drain on our administration or our teachers and a benefit. Let's go back and talk to the principal and get her by and do it. So she, Bev McCloskey was her name, wonderful principal. She said, okay, let's do it. So we sent out an email to all the parents and said, if you want to drop your kids off an hour before school, we're going to let them run around and play. Drop them off where? At the school. At the school. Okay. At the school. Okay. And um, we're going to let them run around and play because the evidence shows that they'll do better in school and be happier. So we had, in two weeks, we had 80 kids sign up. In two weeks and three of you moms yep and a number of moms so many moms including christy and there were so many moms that said yeah i'll volunteer to show up and just play you know relay races and obstacle courses and soccer drills and so you know all we had was some committed parents whistles around our necks and some (laughs) and just let the kids play and within you know a couple weeks we were getting lots of positive feedback from teachers and parents wow teachers were noticing 
teachers were noticing. Were you guys thinking at that point that oh, we should track this or did that happen organically? It started, it happened organically. And then what, you know, I call word of mom started to spread. Word of mom. And people reached out from other communities saying, hey, I heard about your program. Can we have a copy of your curriculum? And I think truly that was my aha moment. Wow. Okay. Park inspired me, but I'd have to say my aha moment was, wow, I think we have something here. Like we have taken two needs. We've taken need of all these stay-at-home parents who are passionate and have the opportunity to volunteer and all these kids that really need to move and we've combined them, right? So we're providing a value here. Why don't we form a nonprofit? So, well, wait, here's a really, see, this is why I take my notes. You said they're looking for your curriculum. Yeah, so no curriculum. No curriculum. <laughs> no. So then we thought, and again, this is where Sherry and Jen were like instrumental. I mean, they were unbelievable in what they developed and designed and you know, Jen, I think worked 24 seven. She had a Yeah, because you have to come up with this curriculum now. We came up with a curriculum. We tapped our resources, including a gentleman, a coach, Ben Bergeron, locally at CrossFit New England, who was our coach at the time. Jen, Sherry, and I all attended CrossFit. And, you know, he helped us, a number of other people, like, let's put together fundamental movements curriculum, which Jen spent day and night building. Wow. Um, and, you know, we also applied for our 501c3, which is nonprofit status. And then we started to shoot for the moon. You know, we were applying for the Carol White grant and thinking, you know, if we're going to build this curriculum, you know, can we push it out there? And then I actually, you know, got a bee in my bonnet and thought that I needed to visit the health and human services down in Washington, DC and knock on their door and say, Hey, we've created this mom developed curriculum. That's a free resource to schools. Can we can you get behind it? And so we were really, you know, knocking on the doors thinking we had something here. We're very lucky that we were introduced to Reebok through a mutual friend. And this woman, Sarah Stewart, introduced us to, to the, she got us a meeting with the CMO and the CEO of Reebok at the time. She knew about your program. She knew about my program. She met with me. She got us in to meet with Uli Becker and Matt O'Toole at Reebok on an afternoon. And we brought in like a flip phone video of our program. <laughs> this is what we're doing right now. What year is this? This is 2010. Okay. Years ago. And, you know, Kathleen would like to sit with you for 15 minutes and show you this so she could get, you know, some sneakers or t-shirts for her kids in Natick. You didn't even really know what you were asking for, did you? No, no. Well, we got this meeting. We might as well go. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. And before we get into that, where are you at with this cancer diagnosis now? Oh, I was completely fine, by the way. Yeah, it was an insight. My, I had two different diagnoses. One was an insight two, and one which was precancerous, and one was a stage one. One was on the foot, one was on the leg. Completely fine. It counted as a blessing because it was so early on, but it changed my perspective a little bit on life. I actually, think, and I've heard cancer people, you know, people with cancer say this before, like. There's life before cancer and there's life after cancer. And I cannot say that I went through anything other than a mild surgery that other people have gone through. But what I did go through is, you know, that few weeks or months of being scared. Worry. You know, yeah. Mortality and kid, you know, you're, all you think about is your kids. And so I do think that it was a huge driving factor and, right. and motivating me to do something that I was passionate about and taking a breath and just enjoying nature and every day. And so it changed my outlook on life in a good way. 
a lot of people will say when things like this happen to us, it'll make us slow down, quiet us and make us reflect and think about what's really important. And that's sort of sounds like what it happened to you. Although you only had two weeks. Yeah. I'm not sure I've ever been able to slow down. (laughs) So here you are in this meeting. Let's go back. I'm sorry. I had to digress, but those concerning listening would want to know she had cancer, the whole thing. How is she doing that? So, okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very, very lucky. I feel, I thank God every day and I feel very blessed for my whole life and just the opportunities that you know, very grateful and very lucky. Yeah. So, so at the meeting, it was supposed to be a 10, 15 minute meeting. It was a two hour meeting. Yikes. And they, I left the meeting and literally get a phone call a half an hour later saying, Kathleen, they really love what you, what you and your mom's created. They believe that the sporting goods industry has failed and has created a culture of spectators. And we need to reverse that and create a culture of participants and that they are very focused on revitalizing Reebok Foundation and providing inspiration and access to underserved youth. And we think your program would be wonderful. This is within a half an hour of you leaving? Well, yeah. So we went back. Wow, you must have just wowed these guys. They must, normally you have to have all these people come in and like, let's talk about this. Let's think about this. Let's have a few meetings. Let's have a few phone calls. You know, I think- wowed them. You did something. Well, no, Wendy, honestly, I don't think anything was wow. I think it was the right- place at the right time. They were looking for something. I think that Matt and Uli were truly genuine in the fact that this was not, and you know, I walked away saying, hmm, is it going to be a marketing campaign? Is it going to be, you know, are we going to turn corporate? They assured me, and I can tell you 10 years later, it has not been a marketing campaign. It is completely authentic. Like they don't use us in their marketing. No, I had never heard of it before. Yeah, it is truly, they are doing this to truly provide inspiration and access to the youth and to try to get the world moving again. So, so we, yeah, so what happened? So you get this phone call and now you're like, Oh my gosh, I, I sat on it for a while because of my concerns, what I said. And then I actually emailed Dr. Rady because Dr. Rady's emails in his book. He'll probably hate me for saying that, but <laughs> I emailed him and I said, by the way, I started this kids program and it's been very successful, you know, just locally on the impact we're having would you, we formed a nonprofit. Would you be willing to be an advisor? Wendy, 20 minutes later, I get ding. He writes me back. He's like, like, which I never thought I'd hear from him. He said, yeah, not only would I like to be an advisor, I'll be one of your directors. Let's take this. Ah. And so, so he has been, Dr. Eddie has been with us along this whole journey. He's been wonderful. He's the one, the author of the book. Yeah. He's the author of the book. He's written he actually just released a new book. I think it's with Dr. Hollowell, I think. I think it's ADHD 2.0 or something. His books are great if you're into the kind of the brain science on, you know, it's really fascinating, you know, to understand everything about endorphins and dopamine. And gosh, we have so many natural, wonderful drugs in our brain. If we can just exercise it. It's exactly, really- exactly. I hear you what you read this book, you're feeling down about life because you've got this cancer diagnosis. Did you ever think you'd be talking to the author of this book and now he's working with you? No, I didn't. But again, I surrounded myself with, I mean, I had wonderful I had wonderful support, whether it's Sherry and Jen or all the other Natick moms. Like it was really incredible how the community came together to support this cause. That's incredible. So anyway, so we did end up going in house and into Reebok and we built the idea at that time, Wendy was to, you know, 
let's see if we can get in the Boston public schools and the surrounding communities and, you know, and make a bigger impact. And so we started to grow the program. And then we had, we actually brought Mass General Hospital and Harvard School of Public Health to do a research project on us. And they followed 2,500 kids, proved the efficacy of the program and the impact. And, you know, the results were fantastic. And what Dr. Rady would have expected, they, you know, Dr. Taveras from Mass General Hospital was the lead on it, the principal investigator, and, and you know, published some papers on it. But, you know, it, it proved that if kids move in the morning, they do better in school, they, their anxiety is down, their depression is down, they do better academically. And I think for me, what's even more powerful is not necessarily just the scientific studies, but like hearing the stories from the kids and the parents and the teachers, you know, it's really, you can go on our website, you know, boxkids.org, or you can even just Google videos on some interviews we've done with kids that we've tracked. And like, they'll tell you, yeah, this made them a confident kid. It made them do better in school. And, you know, I'll never forget. There was one time where we had a film crew in from Brazil doing. Oh yeah. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah, they, they called us. They said, you know, we're, we're actually doing this round the world tour. Their TV show was about obesity and they had found out about us. And they said, you know, we are interviewing programs that have made an impact. We heard about yours and they emailed me and it was like a blizzard in Boston that day. And I said, gosh, all of our schools are closed, but one of the schools is actually going to run a program at the Boys and Girls Club down the street. You can come and, and interview a class and interview some of the kids if you want. So they came in and one of the little boys said, can I actually talk to the cameraman? And I said, yeah, sure. And this is more of a middle school kid. And I thought, sure, if, you know, whatever. And he said, you know, I just want to tell you the reason that I think boxes is important is if you come from, you know, a unhappy home life, if you can come and play, get your heart rate up and move, you know, for 45 minutes before school, it takes your mind off of your home life. And Wendy, for me, made me sad, but it made me very appreciative of what we're providing too, because it proves that these kids when, you know, there's so many marginalized kids that have adverse childhood experiences that need an outlet. And that's what this is. It's an outlet for those kids. So, so yeah, that was, you know, that was, those are the things that are really sad, but you know, lots of ties to, I mean, because of our growth too. And we also, you know, were able to have some really cool experiences. We had Mrs. Obama and Shaq at a school with us in Ward 8 outside of Washington, D.C. And we- ah, that is awesome. <laughs> that was really fun and kind of a surreal pinch yourself. Yes. But blow your mind moment. Like when the, a film company from Brazil just calls you randomly, like, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it does. Okay. Did you hang up the phone and go, wow, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. And it's also, I mean, it's wonderful and fantastic. And it's wonderful that we've had, you know, because of my work, I was on, um, I was invited to be part of Mrs. Obama's Let's Move steering committee. I was one of 11 people. And so we were very involved with her whole Let's Move campaign, which was wonderful and truly making an impact. But what I will tell you is that my hope is it's great. It's great that, you know, we've been in so many schools and had so much traction, but when are we going to get to the point where we realize that health and wellness is more important than academics or anything else. Because I know I say all the time, like you don't build a house without a strong foundation. Why are we teaching the kids without a strong foundation? 
And whether it was Mrs. Obama or Dr. Rady or all the thousands of parents that have volunteered to run this program, we all know this. We all have supported this idea that proper exercise and play and good nutrition is fundamental. It is every day. If I could wave my magic wand, everybody would start with an hour of play or exercise. You know, it's just unfortunate. So, so yeah, it is blow your mind that we get those opportunities, but it's also to me like, okay, great. So we get these opportunities, but when are we going to get to the point where we can actually ensure that every child has access to this? Right. And I have two questions. So one is you go to be a at-home mom and then within a, what, a couple of years, you're sitting with the president's wife, right? Yeah. Kind of incredible. And the second question is, is there a difference between the morning exercise for kids versus the after school exercise for kids? Is that even something you all talk about? Or is the program, is it directed towards the morning before school for a reason? Yeah. I mean, that's what Dr. Rady's book is based on is that before school exercise actually, you know, it sparks the brain and releases those chemicals that allow you to focus. Ah, okay. okay. That was the premise of, you know, our program was really morning exercise. And to me, that's still really key and fundamental. And it's funny, our counsel at Reebok, who works closely with us, Eric Bodenhofer, will constantly say to me, Kathleen, be careful of mission creep. Stay for, you know, in the morning exercise. But that said, and I completely agree with him and I appreciate his focus on it. But that said, what's happened is that a lot of people don't have time in the morning or schools start too early. So we have, we've created recess breaks. We've created box bursts, which are very used very widely. They're three to five minute breaks. We've created after school. So basically to me in this world right now, get out whenever you can, whatever your mind will allow you to move, just go do it. But yes, before school is in the morning, Dr. Rady will tell you is the most critical time period to move. That's the most ideal. Ideal. But moving in general is always a good idea. Yes. Yes. Okay. Got that. So bring us to where you are now. What, what does this program look like? Where is it? How can people find it? You know, there's moms and grandmothers and aunts who are listening who say, oh, we need this in our school. I've never heard of this before. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, to date, we've had close to 8,000 schools or community centers, meaning boys and girls clubs, YMCA's enroll. We've had since COVID hit and we went completely digital. My team, my team is phenomenal. I've got a size team here in the US and in Canada, and they work 24 seven overnight to turn everything digital. So all of our tools, if you go to boxkids.com, you can enroll, it's free to enroll and you have access to all of our curriculum, which, you know, includes elementary, anybody, anybody, you can go, you can go do it with your kids at home, any mom, anybody. And it includes all age curriculum. It also includes, Wendy, we partnered with, we made box bits, which are nutritional nuggets. So most of our curriculum ends with like a three to five minute nutritional bit. Like, hey, kids, when you come home from school, run your snack underwater. If it dissolves, it's probably not very healthy. You know, or how many sugar cubes are in a Gatorade? So we also, we've also- Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So we're, you know, we are on our website, you can find- everything you need. Anybody can use it. Um, it's just, you know, a free tool out there. How is this available to be free? How does that happen? Because people, you have to pay for all this technology and all these things and curriculums and places and things. How does that happen? Yeah, we're very fortunate to be funded by, you know, our partners, Reebok, also Adidas, 
in the U.S. who owns Reebok also funds us and promotes us. We also have other funders who fund school districts or grants in certain areas like Blue Cross Blue Shield, Massachusetts, CVS Corporation, Toyota. We had a number of runners at the Boston Marathon who raised funds for us. Up in Canada, we've been very fortunate to be funded by the Public Health Agency of Canada. We're in discussions with a number of other potential partners because, you know, we're in discussions with a healthcare company that might bring us on and fund us in different countries as a diabetes prevention. Wow. Yeah. So diabetes rate for kids is astronomical. I agree. So, you know, we, you are correct. It's not to, there's a lot of cost that goes into building the tools. You know, in the, I will tell you when we were growing, as we grow quickly, there's a lot of parents who run this parent, this program at their schools through a volunteer model. In the low income areas, you do not find those parents. So we provide grants, which we have a grant platform that you can apply to, but we apply, we provide grants to low-income schools or community centers or at home, you know, at home schools, whatever. So you can fund a stipend for a trainer, you know, for example, Boston Public Schools, I think last year we were in 62 schools. We were providing a very small stipend where staff was running the program two to three mornings a week, you know, and the stipend would include a stipend for them. The grant would include a stipend for them, money for equipment, t-shirts, whatever. I mean, there's little equipment needed, but, you know, for whatever, whether they want to buy solo cups or jump ropes or, so it's, um, yeah, we, we definitely need the funding for building out the curriculum and creating the awareness, especially in the low income areas. Such a win-win. I have a question and we didn't talk about it. So I hope. Sorry, one more funder. I just want to mention. Yeah, do it. Boston Foundation has been terrific. They've been with me from the start as well. So they see the need here as well. But okay, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Give all your kudos to everyone you need to because it's so forward thinking and it's so important to, you know, mention those that are part of it and with you and on the vibe and on the train and going with you. I love it. Yeah. If you have children that have special needs, do they, is that part of this? Can they be part of this? So I would speak from two different angles on this. Okay. I would speak from, I mean, special needs. I feel like it's such a, it's a growing. It's so growing. That's why I'm asking. I know so many people now who have kids that are being diagnosed left and right with all kinds of things. Well, and so you, on an intellectual disabilities perspective, what I would say is that we have partnered with the Special Olympics and I have also created a, you know, adaptation to our curriculum for those individuals. I will also tell you that what I've seen in the past is that principals and teachers will specifically pick out kids that they really see that this is necessary, whether it's ADHD, ADD, OCD, any of the, you know, we've seen tremendous impact on those kids. Like autism as well. Autism as well. Yes. We've worked with a couple schools that really focus in this area. The Henderson School, which is an inclusion school in Boston, is one that comes to mind. And they had kids, you know, ranging from Kawasaki's disease to very highly autistic that, you know, saw tremendous benefit. 
So those teachers are wonderful because they take our curriculum and they can modify it. So, you know, we work with the teachers and the principals, they'll self-select. So a lot of schools too, you know, they can't have every child join. So they hold a lottery. But what I've seen is the principals actually hold a certain number of spots for the kids that they really want to see, have the opportunity to move in the morning. This is to my point, Wendy, like it's wonderful that those hundred kids get to participate or 40 kids, but wouldn't it be wonderful if every child- Why can't they all do it? Yeah. Ah, okay. Let's try to get it there. And you also told me, I think you told me that there's been some really big names that have done things for you as far as advertising or curriculum. Can you share? Yeah. Big names. Done some videos for you and training and stuff. Yeah. I mean, we've been really lucky. I mean, this is part of the beauty of being the initiative under the Reebok Foundation is that you know, we, in the past, we've had Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Mrs. Obama, Shaquille O'Neal, some of the Adidas runners. You know, during COVID, we did daily Facebook classes, live Facebook classes. And we were really fortunate to have a number of Adi athletes from the running group. We had Tara Styles with doing yoga for us. Wow. So it's been, you know, that's been really fortunate. We, we were partnered, the Bruins actually funded us for a number of years too. And they provided athletes at that time too. I mean, we've, yeah, it's been fortunate. I think that, you know, the athletes have a big impact here. Mm -hmm. God, I would love it if, you know, every athlete, you know, did a video for us and said, yeah, kids need to move. Like, Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yeah. That'd be so neat. Well, why yeah. not? Let's ask them all. <laughs> yeah, I would love it. Yeah, join the challenge. Oh, yeah. I love it. So tell us where you are now. What's your main focus with so, the, the business so, of getting kids happy and healthy and smart? Yeah, I mean, we are. So, you know, our focus over the next few years is, you know, really to build our digital platforms with, you know, to develop content that enriches that digital platform. And not only just content, but what, you know, how can we actually create an incentive or a stickiness to make sure that kids are really doing this? And I, I always go back to until schools are held accountable to schools, because that's where you have the biggest population of kids and you can hold them accountable until there's an accountability structure in place like there is with academics. It's going to be hard to scale this at the rate I'd like to. So digital tools, content, and then partnership growth, because we can't do this without partners, whether it's funding partners or implementing partners. And, you know, with that, it's all about collaboration. This is not going to be solved just by box. This is going to be solved by, you know, a number of, you know, groups coming together and saying, we need to kind of change the narrative here and make sure that health and wellness priority. I mean, Wendy, right now, 1.5 billion kids are out of school because of COVID. Oh my gosh. That's a scary stat. So those kids are not getting, you know, the structure they need. They're not getting movement. They're not, you know, so, you know, in the perfect world, I'd love it to see that, you know, when we get through 2021 and the world becomes a little bit back to normal, like that health and wellness is a priority for our kids. Right. This is so eye-opening and, you know, I always did stuff with my kids, but I, you know, I could be a stay-at-home mom. And when I wasn't, I worked in a health club. So I was, <laughs> it was one of those things that my kids didn't have a choice, but to be active. So it never occurred to me, you know, you, you're living your life. You figure everybody else lives like you do as far as mindset. 
and things like that. And it's not the case. So what keeps you, Kathleen, moving? What keeps you going? I mean, it's a lot. What you're taking on is a lot. And you must have days where you're just like, oh, I don't want to get up and run. It's 18 degrees outside because I know you actually, you're an advocate for exercise. So what keeps you going? Do you have a routine? What do you have? Keeps you? I have a community. So, you know, community is our only constant and it's a beautiful thing, but I have a group of running friends who text me relentlessly. (laughs) So, you know, every night the texts start, what time are we meeting, rain or shine? And you're in Boston. So outside of Boston. Yeah, yeah. it can get nasty. But you know what? I like it, Wendy. The more nasty, the more adventure. So bring it on. Oh my gosh. Okay. So even during COVID, when, you know, being outside, we've, we've been very careful. We always wear face covers. We're on trails, but it's a group that says, what time are we meeting? Where are we meeting? We've named ourselves the gotta get our endorphins. So that's what keeps me going is that group. And I also have a big group of, of walkers that also tech, like let's walk in the afternoon. So the local moms, there's a, a decent group of moms that, you know, everybody's looking for an out. And I think people realize it's, it's like nature washing. It's beautiful, you know, so it's that community. Okay. And how is there, tell us again about the website or how people can find out more information. I know there's going to be many, many people are so interested in what's going on and how they can get it into their schools. I've never heard about it here in Georgia. It was not around for my kids when they were in the school system. So, yeah. So it's, and it doesn't have to just be at schools. It can be at home. It can be, yeah, especially now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now it's, Maybe you get a whole group of, well, if you can. You could get moms and have them do it in their backyard, do recess, alternate backyards. Website's www.foxkids.org. Is it B-O-X or B-O-K? B-O-K-S-A-I-D-S.org. And all you have to do is enroll. It's free. There's not a lot of, you know, required information and you can download all of our tools. We do have... The thing I like, and you can find us on Instagram too, or Facebook, but we've created, my team is so smart and brilliant and creative. The graphics and the fun tools, they've created a monthly fitness calendar with box bursts and all the different tools. And, you know, Wendy, even if you did the, you download the calendar, you put it, you print it out, you put it on your refrigerator and you do, you know, daily fitness breaks with your kids. So all sorts of tools there. That's brilliant. Yeah. That is- and remember nutrition, that nutrition bits too. So yes. And that's so needed. Yes. Because there's so much conflicting information out there. Yeah. And America's Test Kitchen and Michael Lettig from Tufts way back when, they're the ones that developed the nutrition bits. So it's truly, you know, they're done by professionals. This is such a stellar program. This is amazing. I'm so glad that you had to be a stay-at-home mom for two weeks so (laughs) you could get this started. It sounds like this was just created for you to get it going and you just happened to be where you needed to be and you happened to be surrounded by the people you were surrounded by and off it went. Yeah, it's been, I feel very fortunate. It's been fun. Let's just hope we actually can change the narrative and really make it a priority for kids. We have to. I mean, we just have to. So thank you so much for your time today and for sharing all this awesome information. So cool. I love doing this podcast because I can meet people like you and and hear these stories. Oh, it's crazy good. Crazy good. And thank you so much, Kathleen. And I'll put everything in the show notes of how anybody can find this information. Anything else you'd like to say? No, I just, I mean, thank you so much, Wendy. And I just want to say, you know, thank you to my community and to all of, you know, Reebok, Adidas, 
everybody that has been behind this. And, um, you know, it, sometimes it's just a little idea with at the right time with the right people can, you know, turn into something. So don't, I just would say to people too, follow your passion and don't take no for an answer. That's right. Don't take no for an answer. That will be our takeaway today. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And until next time, breathe in your second wind. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think, and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, go ahead and breathe in your second wind.